Hello, my name is Holly Owens, and welcome to Ed Up Ed Tech, the podcast that keeps you in the know about all the latest ed tech happenings. We interview guests from around the globe to give you deeper insights into the ed tech industry, the field of instructional design, and more. We're proudly a part of America's leading podcast network, the EdUp Experience. It's time to sit back and enjoy the latest episode of EdUp EdTech. Unleash the power of knowledge with iSpring, a leading e-learning software provider with 22 years of experience in the field. We're here to equip you and your learners with top-tier e-learning solutions. Meet iSpring Suite, an intuitive, versatile authoring tool with its integrated portfolio builder for your projects. Whether you're a seasoned instructional designer or just starting out, iSpring Suite allows you to create effective e-learning content and showcase your expertise to clients, partners, and industry leaders iSpring's user-friendly interface and cutting-edge features are designed to make learning engaging and memorable. And here's the best part. You can experience the power of iSpring Suite and its integrated portfolio builder for free today. Take the first step toward creating unforgettable learning experiences. Visit iSpringSolutions.com to try iSpring Suite with Portfolio Builder right away. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of EdUp EdTech. My name is Holly Owens. And my name is Nadia Johnson, and we're your hosts. And we're very excited because we have a very special returning guest with us today. We have Barbie Honeycutt, who is, she does all things Lecture Breaker. She has her own podcast, she has an app, and she's back to talk about all the things that she's been doing for the past two and a half I don't know, two, one and a half, two years it's been since we chatted, Barbie. Welcome back. Thank you so much. It's great to be here again. <laughs> and I like to tell everybody in the audience that your podcast was the first podcast I was ever on, and it was amazing. It opened up a whole new world for me, so thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Uh, I think you've been on the show a couple of times now, and then you did the conference, so I just absolutely love working with you. And uh, again, thank you so much for this opportunity to come back on your show. Absolutely. So for the people who haven't got a chance to listen to the uh, the other episode that you've been on, give us a brief intro about yourself and remind us about your journey into this education space. Yeah, so um, I have been in professional development, mostly working with faculty development, graduate student professional development for the last 22 years. Uh, I used to do this type of work on a college campus, did that for a long time through a teaching and learning center and a graduate school. And then about a decade ago, I decided I was ready to kind of stretch my wings, so to speak, and launch my own educational consulting type of business where I was um, you know, traveling and speaking a lot, leading a lot of on-campus workshops and just really getting out there and learning what faculty needed beyond the walls of one institution, which really, you know, opened up my world and showed me all the different ways that people talk about teaching and learning and how we're transforming, you know, the teaching and learning environment in the college classroom. And so uh, I think I launched my podcast back in 2018 or 2019. I was ready to kind of step into that space, try something new. Uh, and that was amazing. So you talk about opening doors, the Lecture Breakers podcast is, um, is, my show and I 
like I say, I've met so many amazing educators through that podcast. And that has now transitioned into a virtual conference. Uh, as you mentioned, I do a lot of, um, I try to do a lot of innovation, which I know we'll talk about through here, and just trying to stay kind of on the cutting edge of offering new things for faculty, uh, instructional designers, educators, instructors. It's just anyone who's teaching, you know, college level courses. Yes, you do a lot of amazing stuff and you've definitely grown. Um, so it was you, you started your podcast pre-pandemic. Yes. I remember <laughs> like everybody else got into the podcasting thing kind of around the pandemic time, but you were before that. Yes, I, I think I had, oh my, well into more than a hundred episodes before, before the the pandemic hit. So yeah, that was something I started uh, just to see what I could do with it and, and just have a new medium for, uh, you know, professional development and faculty. And uh, yeah, so I know a lot of new podcasts have sprung up since the pandemic, but yeah, I pride myself in kind of, I guess, uh, paving the way for others, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Being the OG, the original. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about like, what have you been, what have you really been up to the past? Give us some details of, of the things that you've been generating the past couple of years. And I loved your conference. You, you send out newsletters every, every Tuesday. I read those um, about different things you can do to break up your lectures. So tell us about some of the specifics. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the sort of brand, if you will, is Lecture Breakers. And I didn't really explain what that is, but you kind of alluded to it there, which is all about encouraging educators to break up their lectures and break away from that sage on the stage model where you're talking at your students for 45, 50, 60 minutes and really thinking about how to create a space for active learning, student engagement, problem solving, creativity, um, and just opening the space for that. And so on my show, we've talked about everything from, you know, the flip classroom model to service learning to improv to how you you know create really great online learning experiences for students and break up that experience to make it more engaging and I learn something new every day and I stay so inspired from my listeners and from my audience and the lecture breakers community is just so creative that a couple years ago well again before the pandemic so in 2019 I thought of the idea to create a virtual conference so I offered that in 2020, and because I had been planning it for a whole year, when everything shut down in 2020, uh, I was ready to go. <laughs> so my conference was ready. Yeah, you're uh, already and- <laughs> you're already on and ready to go. Like I'm yes. already doing this, people. Yes, it's like come to my conference since you don't have everything was getting canceled, you know. And I'm like, well, wait, I've been working on this for the last nine months, so come on. So that was an awesome experience. I offered that for um, three years, and then I I tend to get. Uh, I don't know if antsy is the right word, but I like to try new things. I, I don't, I'm not bored. I just like to try new things. And, um, so I, I sort of started to transition and offer, um, online professional development. So sometimes I will custom create an online course or workshop for a group of faculty members at a campus or a group of graduate students a group of instructional designers, a group of whoever wants to come and and do a course. And I'll custom design that for them. And sometimes I'll offer just one-off courses, um, you know, like an active learning course or something like that, and open that to anyone who wants to attend. And so I played with that space for a while, and I still do some of that kind of work. But this year, I have stepped into um, looking at more mobile learning experiences and audio learning experiences. I've, I've fallen in love with podcasting. And I don't know about you, Holly uh, and Nadia, but I 
like this is where I consume content. For me, I am washing dishes or doing laundry or, you know, walking around the block or whatever it is. And I am listening to whatever it is that I want to learn at the time. A lot of business podcasts, marketing, education, things like that. And so it has really changed the way that I do my professional development. It's very rare for me to sit down at my computer and sit through an hour long, you know, webinar and go through that whole process. Now, I feel like my learning is changing. And I, I can't speak for everybody, but I like the flexibility of mobile and audio experiences. I like the convenience. Uh, I like that it's on demand. I can do it when I want to. Um, I do still like, of course, the interaction with the community and talking with others. But in terms of getting that content, uh, that's that's kind of the direction I'm headed, which I'm sure we'll talk about through the show. But uh, that's kind of where I am right now. And I do have a, a weekly uh, sort of newsletter, if you will. I try to share a teaching tip or a strategy and a resource every week along with the latest episode of the podcast. And that's free. Um, and so I'm always trying to highlight and spotlight new new things that are happening in the higher ed space. Yeah, that's awesome. I think you brought up a good point. And like, and, and I am that I'm starting, I feel like I'm starting to become that way too. Like I was working on an e-learning course module for, um, what I'm, what I'm my onboarding right now. And I was kind of just like sitting there, like, this is actually kind of cool, but I'm starting to like go in and out. Like I'm losing. And I, and I know now lately, like I've been doing a lot more audiobooks. I've been doing, and I'm able to like, and, and honestly, I think as you get used to it, you kind of get better at like being able to do other things and still listen to like audio. Like at first I was like, I don't think this will work for me because I'm very visual, but I think the audio is, is starting as our lives get busier. Like it's starting to become easier to consume information this way. So I think that's also a really great point. I would like to kind of like dig into a little bit more about like what these kind of like audio course, um, like what a little bit more about your courses and how, um, how that works. So, because I, I find it very actually intriguing and, and want to, um, kind of dig into that a little bit more. Can you tell us a little bit more about like the structure of the audio course with the, the digital workbook? Absolutely. And it's brand new. So you're the, this is the first podcast I've talked about it on. I haven't Woo-hoo! even talked about it on my own podcast. That's <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, we're good. We can, I, we'll take no, it. We'll take, take it. it. I need <laughs> it. I, my, my season six isn't coming out until later this fall. So uh, I, then, then I'll, I'll talk about it there, but I'm super excited to launch it and talk about it here uh, because this audience is so innovative with teaching with technology and, and, and kind of leveraging that space. And that I think is what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for something new for faculty development. You know, I've been in this for 22 years and it has always been traditionally where faculty or instructors, whoever that is, comes to a space in person. There's a keynote speaker or workshop facilitator. That's very much been me. I mean, I built my whole career on that. And then the pandemic sort of fast forward and launched it into, hey, we can do these things virtually. Okay, awesome. Let's do that. But now, like you said, Nadia, I have started to learn in new ways. I'm getting curious about what else I can do. And the cool thing is, is the technology is keeping up. You know, um, back when I did my first virtual conference, and you'll appreciate this um, because it just shows you how fast technology changes. But no one had heard of Zoom. I actually had to like teach people how to use Zoom. <laughs> That's and crazy. I had, <laughs> yep. And I had to hire, I hired a whole team of people to do live transcriptions for me. 
cost me thousands of dollars, but I had no other choice. I, there wasn't a way for me to offer that to my audience. And it was so important to me to do that. Yeah. Within a few months, like the very next year after the conference, it totally like now it's just hit a button and you get instant transcriptions and live captions. So just to show you how fast technology is changing. So I say all of that to preface that now I'm stepping into a, a mobile learning space and an audio course space, which the technology is now here to do it. Uh, it still has some things it can improve on, but that's where I'm headed. So to talk about the audio courses, I'm going to launch with three audio courses, um, and I'm trying to hit different points of people's career. So the first one that I'm launching um, is about uh, the business side of being a speaker in higher education. So I have a lot of people who have contacted me through the years to talk about like, hey, Barbie, how do you even do this? How do you get started as a speaker? How do you get paid? Like, what does that look like? And so I'm just doing a five, five lesson course. It's all audio comes with a digital workbook. Um, right now, the digital workbook, as I'm going to launch, this is going to be in a Google doc so that I can change it as I get my first cohort in there. And we're going to go through it and see, see what happens. So I am actually using, um, a sort of a private podcasting platform called hello audio, uh, which which has been founded by a former professor, uh, Lindsay Padilla and, I love what's happening here. Um, so it allows you to send a personal customized link to a person who purchases the course, and then they are able to listen to it just like a podcast. It shows up in their little podcast feed, has the little icon, has a little player bar, everything that they need, then they can click on a button and go to the download. And so... It, it makes it really easy because if I do decide to add more modules to the course at any point when I do that, because they're subscribed, so to speak, they've purchased it, that new lesson will show up right in their feed, just like a private podcast. I think it's a really innovative tool. Um, I know there's other types of audio course platforms out there. I've experimented with a few, but I love the ease of this. And um, I actually experimented with it the first time about three years ago when I offered um, an online workshop for a group of faculty members from I think in Washington state. And I said, Hey, uh, do you mind if I try something with this group, I'm going to offer you the same video experience and the same, you know, forum and worksheets and downloads, everything that they traditionally know as being in an online course. I said, but Hey, I'm going to throw this in for free and give me some feedback on it. And what I did is actually stripped out all the audio from my, my course videos and I turned it into a private podcast for them and they loved it. Like they said, Barbie, finally, it didn't rain today in Washington state. And I went out in my garden and I listened to, you know, lesson two, and I was able to, to work in my garden, enjoy the day and continue my professional development. And that kind of sparked me to think, okay, there might be a space here for a podcasting space or online learning in a different way or audio in a different way. And so that's, that's where I'm headed. So that's the first course I'm going to launch with. I'm also going to do something around introduction to active learning and um, developing your teaching portfolio. So some different, different topics out there. So I'll pause there because I could talk all day about it. <laughs> yeah, no, those are good. I, I was just thinking, I was like, so how is this going to, I was thinking about how this is going to translate actually into higher education for students. Because I know like some LMSs have the, the RSS feeds and the podcast feeds and things mm -hmm. that you could do. And then also in my head, things are going around like adaptive learning and all that. Like if they need the other lesson, then the other lesson spits itself out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's cool stuff. I yeah, like well, it. And I don't know if you remember or not, um, Holly, but the I think it was the last year I did the conference. 
I actually did the same thing, right? It might've been the last two years off of the conference. I did the exact same thing where I said, hey, we have nine sessions. I threw in a bonus session. So we have 10 sessions. Um, I realized that you're not gonna have the visual with you if you just listen, but I wanna offer you this experience. And so I'm gonna turn this into a private podcast. It's totally free. I didn't do an upcharge or anything. I was just like, if you want an alternative learning experience other than sitting in front of your computer and watching the speakers, then you can listen to the recording later. And I pushed it out and through the Hello Audio feed, gave everybody the link. And I had quite a few people that were like, oh, I missed this one because of whatever they were doing. I listened to it later. It was great just to listen. So it is an alternative way to, to offer that. If I, I realize though, pe some people want the video, some people you know want the transcript, some people want to just listen. And so I think you're right, Holly, it kind of opens up it opens up the possibilities for lots of different ways to learn. And I think this was first kind of planted in my mind when I was talking with Tom Tobin on my show about uh, UDL, you know, universal design for learning. And he's like, it's just like, what's the plus one? He keeps talking about this plus one. Like, what's the one additional thing you can do to reach a learner in a different way? And I'm like, this is going to be my plus one is to offer an audio experience, you know, because I'm I do the video, I do all of the things, like all the worksheets. Yeah, you things, do all of the things. <laughs> yes, but I want to do like the plus one. My plus one is going to be tapping into audio. So that's, I guess that's kind of where that started many years ago. And I'm just now able to uh, to do it, but also the technology is finally here to do it. I think when you were talking about the course too, like I was thinking like, yes, there are visual, uh, there are a lot of people who are visual learners, but we're almost forgetting about that small group of learners who, who prefer audio and like who learn best that way. Um, and I think this covers that. And I think this does open the door for more opportunities like that to serve those learners, because I think we're always like geared toward visual learners that we kind of forget that not everybody learns that way, you know, yeah. I think this, that that's absolutely amazing. Well, and you know, I think it depends too on what you're learning. Like if, if you're going to sit down yeah, and show me great. a tech tool, I need you to show me a video of click here, push this button, <laughs> fill in this box. Like I need you to hold my hand. But if we're talking about me thinking about something or my professional development or crafting or creating something, then I like to not have that distraction of the video. And I like to think about the possibilities. But again, I'm just one person. But I think my biggest thing is, you know, I work directly with faculty and faculty development professionals and people who lead these programs. And the number one challenge is like, how do I reach more faculty? And I'm like, well, here's a way to do that is they can listen to something. They don't have to always come to your, you know, uh, conference room and have a conversation in person. They can, but here's another way. So that's kind of what inspired it, I think. I like it too, because the faculty, they, they don't come to the workshops all the time. I know. A lot of the time they're not inspired. They're teaching, so like this, you know, <laughs> I know that I feel like this is something they can do while they're in their, you know, in their office or, um, you know, over the summer, over a break, this is something really quick that they can, that's digestible and they can absorb. Right. Or even yes. in the car on the commute. Yes. Yeah. Even in the car. Yes. Yeah. I know some people have to go back to the office. I forget. I know. <laughs> Working from. <laughs> I know. Well, it's forget, it's like, true. It's true. And, and it's not to say that I'm not going to build something around it that includes maybe an option for downloads or maybe a community to go with it. But right now with this first launch out of the gate, I just want to get this out there. Let's start having some conversations about this type of, of faculty development, this type of professional development and see what happens. So <laughs> I think it's going to, I think it's going to be really good for them. I really do. That's good. That's, that's definitely a good audience to test it with. And I think you're going to get a lot of great feedback. 
Thank you. Appreciate the support. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm right there with you because I, I still teach in higher education and we do at my institution, they do some workshops in the evenings, but it's like, it's like after you teach or it's like when you're the days you're not teaching and it's just mm -hmm. so difficult. So if they were just doing something like this, I feel like people would be more receptive to, you know, consuming the content um, instead of the old, like click through the slides or sit through a synchronous presentation and, you know, check it off the list, that kind of stuff. It, it yeah. really needs to be more engaging. Yeah. And just, I'm just looking for something different. And, you know, Nadia, you mentioned listening to audiobooks. I'm trying so hard to listen to audiobooks. I haven't quite embraced the audiobook format. I keep trying. My brain just will not go there, but man, I love podcasts. <laughs> I love podcasts. So I, I, I just, I think there's something there. So, and the other thing that I developed and experimented with was um, a mobile learning professional development experience. So uh, just did this this summer. Uh, so I actually created through EdApp um, a an actual you know faculty development program about teaching and learning. And uh, at the time, I called it the Lecture Breakers Academy. And I had 10 faculty from all over the world. I kept the cohort very small so I could get some feedback and see if this thing is even going to fly. And uh, it's nine modules with these little individual micro learning lessons in there. And so we haven't done a whole lot in faculty development um, related to micro learning across the board. Like I've seen it in like nursing. I've seen it in, um, you know, some of those like professional uh, places like where you, you, like nurses, like they're on the floor, they're working, they have time quickly to scroll through a lesson and then move on. So I've seen it in those kinds of places, but I haven't seen it across the board where like I work with faculty from every kind of, of discipline. And so these nine modules are interactive experiences. They take one to three minutes to complete. You scroll through, they're interactive. There might be some Q&A questions or a little quiz or something you type if you want to reflect on it. And it's all right there in your phone. <laughs> like it's, it's amazing to me that we have this capability. And they move through the lessons. Now I built a whole community and learning experience and modules and videos to go with it for this first time out. But the feedback that I got for the, the mobile app piece was very exciting and promising. And I'm like, okay, I think I could do something with this. So I think I'm going to kind of rebrand that and launch it as something like a, a fundamentals in teaching and college teaching or introduction to college teaching. Uh, I think it could be a great way to uh, connect with like new faculty for orientation or graduate students who are just learning just a taste of how you get started teaching in higher education. And so um, that's been a lot of fun to develop as well. I'm, en I'm enjoying this conversation. I have so many ideas going through my head. <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm trying to figure out which question to ask. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's like inspire me, like the whole micro learning thing. Like it's something that I've, st yeah. I've kind of started to become obsessed with. So I'm like, I have like all these ideas like going through my brain. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, and I, I tend know, to like, talk really fast. So let me just uh, just jump in with any kind of question. I, yeah. I, I, this is such a learning curve for me. I will say that is that um, I was never considered myself like a techie. And then, you know, even with the podcast, I like took an online course to learn how to do a podcast and I like step by step and it took a while, but I did it and gained that confidence. And, and now, you know, I, I'm stepping into these worlds that that are brand new to me and trying to apply it to what I do. And so uh, it's it's pretty exciting. But uh, sometimes that learning curve is a little slow, but it's it's exciting. So yeah, but you've come <laughs> such a long way. I mean, yeah, in a short amount of time. Yeah. And I think that's like the beauty in like, 
just the evolution of technology and especially mm -hmm. like post pandemic, how we're like starting to have all these new ways of learning, um, like the mobile learning thing, I think is, is such a good idea because it's one of those things like when you're on the go, you're at a doctor's appointment and you need to quickly learn something like you can scroll through and you can learn very quickly. I, I just, I'm like, I think I'm just like super obsessed now with this whole idea of like micro learning, mobile learning. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things, like I'm super excited to see like what the industry, what education does with, with these new ideas and like trends now. I agree. And, you know, when I, I, I learned about EdApp, um, it was being used primarily on the front line, like for frontline training. Now, you know, in higher education, we we don't really embrace the word training unless we're kind of learning like a new tool or a new process. We really lean more on professional development as our terminology. But what they were using it for was like if you are a cashier and you are on the front lines at, you know, pick any insert any restaurant or insert any you know, it could be McDonald's, it could be whatever. And the the people there are are literally like on the job training, just in time training. Like you have a difficult employee, what do you do? And they click through and that's how they learn. They're right there in the, in the front lines. They're learning on the spot. They're learning when it's relevant to them. And it's small. Like you said, it's micro learning. It's relevant. It's, it's practical. It's not, let's go sit for hours and hours and hours and hours and learn something and then try to remember it. It's right there on the spot. And I'm like, well, uh, professors are on the front line of teaching and I know we're not training them, but is there a way we can embrace this model where it's like the short bursts of knowledge that we build the foundation for our teaching and we get inspired and we can go try it in our class the next day. And that's, that's kind of where that started to bubble up. And I started to think about it. And, um, you know, I, like I say, we'll see. The The first 10 faculty who went through it really enjoyed it. And um, I enjoy creating it. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, happy to answer any other questions as you're kind of brainstorming. There's a lot of potential. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm thinking about what we do at pharmacy and Amazon pharmacy. And I can't talk about too much, but we do a lot of yes. simulation based stuff. And that's what that's what popped into my head is like they have to the agents and anywhere, like anywhere you're in customer service you have to go through certain screens and do certain things to make things happen, you know? And that's yep. kind of like what you're saying here. It's like right there at your fingertips. Yep. I didn't think of pharmacy. So I did, I worked with pharmacy <laughs> school in California um, uh, several years ago. And at that time we were doing kind of a flipped classroom, kind of an innovative model to teaching for them. Um, and so, yeah, pharmacy is another one. I, I see a lot of innovation happening in the health education space, um, you know, like with nursing and pharmacy and, and uh, there's a lot of potential there. And they're also very innovative with the way that they look at, you know, teaching and learning and training and pre preparing their future, you know, professionals. And so, uh, yeah, there, there could be something there. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It is. I'm just, I'm enjoying watching all the stuff that's happening there too. I never was like a health person. Um, I never worked in, you know, I was a teacher, but I never worked in healthcare, but seeing some of the things that are happening in the background, I'm like, wow, I'm like, yeah. this is really, this is really crazy. Like, you know, Amazon pharmacy is a digital pharmacy. Who, who would have thought that yeah. there'd be a digital pharmacy <laughs> that can send you your medications? Yeah, it's you know, all changing so fast. <laughs> and I feel like in that sector, there's just so much to learn. Like there is apps, there's just so much to learn um, when it comes to like health. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, educate higher education, I'll say, has always been, it seems like to me, slower to embrace the changes of things. And I think, you know, that was one of the things that came out of the pandemic was it forced 
higher education's hand to like, no, you really need to look at, you know, alternative ways to offer what you're doing. And um, so I think the space is ready maybe um, to try these new things. And so, um, you know, I have worked with a lot of nurses, been to a lot of nursing conferences, and they are some of the most creative and innovative, you know, people that I've seen and energetic and enthusiastic and ready to try anything. And so <laughs> it's been fun to work with them. And like you say, Holly, really see the innovation that's happening there. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm ready to try some new things with, with faculty development and professional development um, for educators. And so, you know, and I'm also just, curious myself to see what's possible. And I think that curiosity is what's driving me to keep asking these questions and saying, well, why not? Why can't we try an app? Why can't we try audio courses? So we'll see. (laughs) So what did we, what did we miss? Like, did we miss anything? Is there anything else that you'd like to share about lecture breakers or um, just anything that you're working on? um, Anything that we didn't cover that you want to share? Those are my main things. Like you're catching me right on the cusp of like creating all these, all these new, new, opportunities. And so those are my big ones. I'm still going to continue my podcast. My podcast, um, I run it seasonally. So the first 100 episodes I did every single week and I edited all of them myself. Like I really got in there and learned the tech. And then I'm like, okay, Barbie, seriously, you can pass off some of this work now. <laughs> and so I, right. um, now I we have understand. Yes, we, we get understand. It. We get it. And all yeah. the people out there who have podcasts, <laughs> like you can let go of the editing, you know, it's okay. You can do that. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, once I did that, I changed it to season. Seasons. Now, actually, um, I have more energy to bring to the show and I can kind of theme the seasons or I can quickly change the seasons based on what a current topic is. And so I really like that model. And so that um, my season six will launch later this fall. Um, but that's really all that I'm working on. I like I said, I still do the 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 custom workshops uh, and online programs for faculty and instructors. Um, and my lane is higher education. So that's the one that I know the best. And then trying to just experiment with the new technology and reach more educators out there who want to sort of transform the way they teach college courses. Well, that sets us up for you. Have to gonna come back after you launch all these things and tell us how it went. And then the, yeah. it's the next come back big and say, thing. Come back and say, it did not work, Holly. It didn't work. No, no, you're, you're going to, you're going to have some great feedback. I, I feel yeah. like this is going to be something I hope so. be really good. I need that positive energy. Send me all the positive yeah. energy. Yes, we will. And um, for those of you who don't podcast, recording is the easiest part. Yes. <laughs> the recording yeah. is the fun part and it's the easiest part. Everything else is it's a, it's a lift, but we love doing it and we're passionate about it. And you're going to be able to go on the show notes and see all the things that Barbie talked about, including where to go access lecture breakers and all her wonderful content and free things. Um, so Barbie, thank you so much for coming on the show again and chatting with us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, I look forward to coming back and talking about what I've learned about audio courses and mobile learning experiences. And, um, you know, I look forward to connecting with your listeners and anybody who wants to connect with me, you can go to barbiehoneycut.com and I spell my name B-A-R-B-I. So it's not like the movie, the Barbie movie. I know, I was going to ask, did your name name got pretty popular this year, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, That's all I've heard this summer. <laughs> um, and so you can go there or you can go to lecturebreakers.com. I'd love to have, you know, new subscribers, love to have new new people in the lecture breakers community. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. I can't wait to to catch up with you. Thank you.
Knowledge is power, and we at iSpring want to empower you and your learners with the very best e-learning solutions to ensure your company's growth and success. With iSpring Suite, an intuitive multifunctional authoring tool, you can build e-learning courses like a pro, even if you're a beginner. And with its built-in portfolio builder, you can showcase your work and expertise like never before. Experience the ease of use and the impact iSpring brings to your knowledge retention efforts. Go to iSpringSolutions.com to try iSpring Suite with its integrated portfolio builder for free today. You've just experienced an another amazing episode of EdUp EdTech. Be sure to visit our website at edupedtech.com to get all the updates on the latest EdTech happenings. See you next time.